Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and BetOnline is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info. With up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns, get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed with each LCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Again, that's that's code B-L-E-A-V to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show, where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and with me, as always, is a man who played in the National Football League. He also plays some professional baseball as well, but he was on that first Super Bowl-bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm talking about author, motivational speaker, my brother, Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? All good, bro. Hey, one of these days you're gonna have to get me. We, we, we continue to, you know, obviously be back. I bet online. I'm, 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 you don't have to tutor me, man. Yeah, yeah okay. Me, I'm, you know, I'm gonna put a couple nickels on some of these games. All right. Yeah, and I would say the biggest thing is, I, you know me. I'm, I might bet five, maybe ten. I'm not, I'm not a guy that's going out there putting twenty, a hundred, something like that. Maybe if I get something that builds up. But anyway. It's that way. If I lose it, it's not that big of a deal. Or that way, I also don't feel as if I have to to watch the entire game to go through the to go through the the rising the rising and falling of emotions. That 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 can get you. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I, I play the fantasy and all that, so I'm invested. Uh, but you know, I've never bet on games. It, it seems like it would be fun, but it also seems like it would rack your nerves just a little bit depending on how much you had invested but oh, yeah, I, like yeah. how, I do like how you do it, how you just throw a couple nickels out there and not a whole bunch. so i know some people who live and die by it and they th- and I'm mm-hmm. like, how do you that's a lot you know i'd rather go to the casino where i got a little more <laughs> 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 that blackjack table <laughs> indeed indeed so you know we do this two times a week on mondays and thursdays mondays we're always looking back on the game that just occurred and breaking things down. And maybe some of those will carry through the theme for the week. And then on Thursday, we talk about the upcoming opponent and uh, give our thoughts and give a projection as well on who we think is going to win the game this week. The Arizona Cardinals will be facing the, uh, the, the NFC West rival Seahawks. And so we definitely want to break that down and talk about that. So the Seahawks are coming in three and two and the Arizona Cardinals are one and five. Uh, It's, it's interesting how, and we we just did the what the the twelve podcast uh, just the just yesterday, and it's interesting how we I think you mentioned this how we we were drinking the Kool Aid of man it, they might be one and two but man it's, look at the one and two they might be one and three but it's a hard one and three it it, it might be but it, I think the 
the the shine is starting to come off a little bit, and these are going to be the the grinding moments, I think, for the rest of the season. Um, as we all we've already stated, you and I both are on the same page with this that the Cardinals aren't going to be favored in any games this this season, and especially if you're coming in at one and five, you're definitely not going to be uh, not going to be favored when it comes to uh, when it comes to any opponent kind of coming down the stretch. Can I give you one real quick? You know, yeah. you know what happened to us. You know how when we were back in high school school and you know the young ladies were introduced to the makeup and everything and <laughs> one day one day you know you saw this young lady and you know she's on the board or friends of you know she was pretty good you know and and that's what the cardinals kind of did to us it's like okay i can see it i can see it and one day you went to her house unexpected right <laughs> and you caught her without the makeup and it was like Oh damn! <laughs> that's, what, that's what the Cardinals did to us, man. It was yeah, like last last week. It was like we saw them without all that pretty makeup and everything, and and they got undressed by the by the uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. It was like, oh damn! And maybe they aren't that maybe they aren't that pretty. So yeah, now we deal. <laughs> oh lord, that you you yeah. As always, your analogies are right on point. So let's get let's get into this. A couple of things I wanted to break down. So. The the biggest thing that I had, the question that I have is, you know, can the Cardinals make adjustments to get the offense and defense back on track? And and for the most part, especially the last couple of weeks, has been a little bit of a the second halves are always the challenge, or the fourth quarters more specifically. And I and I wonder if they can if they can make those adjustments, those in-game adjustments. It's not the coming in with the game plan. This is how the we when you're doing all the things in the in the week leading up to it. But can they make the adjustments uh, in-game? And I wanted to to hear what you think about that. Well, this is one of those games where, and, and when you say can they, yes, they can. The problem is, I think this environment going up to Seattle. Uh, where they obviously have a great home field advantage and it's a tough place to play. And then it's an opponent that does everything when they're, when, when Seattle's doing the things that they need to do to be successful, they're the exact things that give us trouble, meaning they can run the ball. Right. They have a quarterback that they're not expecting to, you know, he can sometimes drop back and be masterful, but for the most part, let's not call him a game manager, but they don't want him. He's not a high risk guy. He's best when he's, you know, intermediate, you know, throwing the ball maybe 25 to 30 times. And then defensively, they like to get after it. They stop the run. The crowd noise is always a factor. You know, we'll have, I can, we can anticipate some penalties on our offense because of the noise and, you know, getting rattled a little bit. And then minus our running game with Connor, we might be forced to to do the exact thing that we don't like to do, meaning turn it over to Joshua Dobbs if we fall behind, um, if they're getting after it. You know, might he's in kind of in um, mode where he's doing a little bit more, you know, p- things that we thought he might do early in the season, turning the ball over. So there's going to be a lot on this staff in terms of trying to get the, the, the great play, like um, – the great um, game plan going in, but mm-hmm. then being able to adjust, I think it's going to be it's this, this going to be one of those games where the environment and everything stacked against them. It, it, I don't I don't see this as a great game to be coming off of 
the you know the game we just played against Cincinnati and thinking we're going to see okay these are the things they need to do. I don't know if this is the game where they can do it because of everything that's kind of stacked against them. Does that I wonder. Sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I do wonder. I wonder this as well when it comes to. So Geno Geno Smith is almost a tale. Of, it's a tale of two different seasons, and every season is its own thing. Because even if you bring back the same squad, it's a different squad because you get older. You know, priorities change. Those things. But last season, uh, around this time, he had eleven touchdowns and two interceptions. This season, he has what three three touchdowns, two inter- So it's a three to two ratio, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, three three touchdowns, two interceptions. But I but because of of the the weakness of the secondary, even though Buda Baker is coming back, but I mean, there's only so much Buda Baker can do, right? He's not he's not covering people. He's you know he's the safety. But um, can the Seahawks take advantage of the Cardinals secondary, namely when we're looking at like a Lockett, Metcalf, um, but Fant, Noah Fant? Those is does that concern you? Because that the, he might be able to eat a little bit if the game plan for the Seahawks. It focuses on the second. Focuses on the Cardinal secondary. Yeah, they have the weapons, and, and as you mentioned, Gino is he's not having that magical season that he had last year that got him paid. Yes, you know? sir. So, and the expect expectations rise when you know you go out there and and you have that season like last year. Then they give you the bank, and it's like, okay, well, we paid you. Now, what are you going to do? So now, like the focus is on him a little bit. I still think. He's the perfect quarterback for their system and for what they like to do. He's, I, I dare say, a poor man's Russell Wilson, where he's just going to okay. think about before Russell had the two, you know, the one champion Super Bowl, and they got the next, and all of a sudden, you know, he's married to Sierra, and he's man of the year and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> he kind of he elevated himself, and Seattle is and, – and Pete Carroll, that's an organization – they they like their guys kind of humble and out there on the grind, and yeah. you know they yeah. were they were led by the defense for the most part early, even in Russell's career, and he kind of outgrew them a little bit. Then in comes Geno Smith, working man, hard man, you know uh, the, the traveling man, and he kind of fit their mode. And right. you know I think he is he is the perfect quarterback for that situation. He's just not having the start he did last year, but with these weapons, I think. It, you know, this is – we always talk about it, Jay. This could be a get-right game for yes. this perfect opponent. Sometimes it's it's just who, it's who you're playing and when you're playing them. Coming off that loss in Cincinnati last week, they're 3-2, and two, you know, not – and then come the Cardinals. This could be that get-right game for them. Now, I'm not saying the Cardinals, they've shown that they can play with anybody. But we are we, – we're kind of showing also – we, they are who we thought they all were going to be a little bit. Right. So if they're on the downslide right now and you got, you're going into this hostile environment, this is the perfect opponent with the banged up secondary minus James Conner. Uh, Joshua Dobbs is not playing well. And, you know, Seattle, hey, this is your opportunity. Come, you know, we come in, they jump on us early, and this could be one of those games where they, feel like they're getting some things right because of who they're playing. Now, again, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. He's Ed Smith. I'm Javon Adams. 
sometimes numbers can don't tell the whole story. I know Kenneth Walker is Kenneth Walker the third is is a is a hard running running back. But to me, the rushing attack for the Seattle Seahawks kind of leaves a little bit to be desired because he averages what sixty nine yards a game. He gets the majority of the carries, and that's and and if we can make. If we can make them try to run the ball, that might be, from a Cardinals perspective, that might be where there's an opportunity to get to 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 maybe stay in the game, if not have an opportunity to win this game. And I don't know if I'm looking at those numbers wrong, but just in terms of looking at how how they're playing out, that that seems to be the weak part of the of the Seahawks. Weak part, but I also say be careful what you wish for because if right. they do, if they do get that running game going, that opens up everything for them. And you know that's probably going to be their focus. They're probably right. they're looking at our front, thinking we can do this, that, and the other. And if we are successful running the ball, that just opens our entire playbook up. So I, I guarantee you, that the, the, the Seahawks are looking at their you know their game plan is going to be let's try to hit them early and gas him and even and now we always talk about it jay successful runs don't have to be 30 and 40 yards all the time if you're right. first down if you're picking up three four five and making it easier for second and third down especially third down when you got the short yardage instead of you know third and eights and nine plus you know you obviously you're playing at home you want to stay away from penalties which can stall drives but you know, Kenneth, I, he's the he is the key, in my opinion, to this game because if they get him going, that takes a lot of the pressure off of Geno. That then opens Lockett up, and we talked to the 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 the, the, the Seahawks uh, group yesterday. They're talking about Fant. You know, they didn't even mention Metcalf. It was they talked about Fant. If we, you know, they can get him open and, and utilize him, then that, like I said. That's part of their – they need that to succeed. I think they're going to try to use that. And then that beast on the outside. I see when I look at Metcalf, man, I'm like, golly. Doesn't he look like – he looks like like uh, uh, when you think about if they ever use machines to play football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you look at a dude like him and you're like, golly, if, I, would, I would never take – I would never wear a shirt. If I was yeah. that dude, I, you know, and as a wide receiver, that's a wide receiver. You know, you look at that body, you know, our secondary, I guarantee you, give you a quick example. When I was playing, you know, there were weeks and I'd look and I'd be like, golly, Michael Strahan. You start watching the film, you're like, oh, my God, you know, it's going to be a yeah. rough week. I guarantee you our secondary is like, like looking at the film and golly. Damn, <laughs> that that's, that's, that's a tough ask right there. So, you know, I expect him to get his. And I, as you mentioned, the running game could be very uh, uh, important for them early to get things started. And if they do that, I think they'll be successful. All right. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Let's take it from a, the Arizona Cardinals perspective. So let's look. Joshua Dobbs, you mentioned it just a few minutes ago. He hasn't been the last couple of weeks. It's It's been a little bit. Uh, the decision making. It, it, when you look at the last couple of weeks, he's had three interceptions in the last two weeks. But sometimes it's the decision making as if it's if as if he is a little tentative to pull the trigger. Uh, I, I still wonder. Uh, I put most of that on him, but I wonder if it's about coaching as well, saying don't turn don't turn the ball over, don't turn the ball over. Let's make sure that we're that we're possessing the ball, so to speak. I, just one of those things to throw out there. But is because of that. And we know that Connor is out, but do they still have to kind of focus enough on the run to open up the play action to be able to give Joshua Dobbs to to maybe make him a little bit more comfortable 
and, and and give themselves an opportunity to stay in this game from an offensive perspective. Well, how much can we ask of Joshua Dobbs, bro? I mean, okay, he is okay. he's doing a good job. Man, you know, you got to remember he got here and I know we're in week 6, we're going into week 7 of the season. He got here 10 days before the season started. No off-season, no OTAs with the guys, no you know, no picking up the offense and being able to study it all through the summer. So, he was playing catch up to begin with, you know, with guys he's never thrown to, that, you know, that type of thing. And then to be 7 games in, 1 in 5, obviously it's disappointing, but at the same time it's not embarrassing. He hasn't gone out there and done himself any any injustice and that's you know that's why when everybody's you know calling for for tune I'm like you guys realize the job that Joshua Jobs is actually doing, it's actually a decent job. He's had a couple of interceptions, you know, three over the last couple of games. There are there are quarterbacks in the league day that have three quarter uh, three interceptions in a game, mm. uh, in one game, let alone over a course of three. And his right. stats are here's the thing is you know, he's not burning anything up. Well, I think he's got six TDs, three interceptions. Part of that is because they've got the handcuffs on him. Let's use the, the, let's say the training wheels. They have the training wheels on him where they're not letting the, the, the young man, you know, ride the bike up the street. It's like they're, you know, they're <laughs> scared. You know, part of it is we have not opened this offense up at all. And yeah. we, you know, continue to dink dunk. And, and now minus our run game with Connor, you know, you talk about losing a weapon that, you know, is, is was valuable to to one Joshua Dobbs and the entire offense. Now I don't know how you make it work because you're not going to have that dude that you can depend on on first down to get you three or four, you know, move the, you know, uh, the chains uh, on those third and short yardage or keep you in those third and short yardage. This is a dangerous game for us because without Connor and that noise and everything where the environment we're going into is Joshua Dobbs, you know, he could have another bad game here. And, you know, everybody's going to be crying like, you know, what is going on? And it's like, wh- what did you expect from him in the first place? He isn't Kyler Murray for one. He's not a franchise right. quarterback. Right. He's a dude in here just trying to, you know, manage this thing. And I would say to the the coaching staff, to Petsing and them, hey, what do you have to lose? Let's let's open it up a little bit. And if he does falter a little bit, maybe rein it back in. But you, you don't know what you have if you never, you know, or you don't know what he can fully do with this offense if you never let him open it up. And it just seems like they've been playing scared with, you know, scared money. And you know my saying, uh, scared money don't make money. And, you know, they're just kind of puttering along. And it is what it is at this point in the season. All right. So before we get into how each team can win this game, can can win the game from your perspective, a couple of uh, notable players coming back off the injury list. Buda Baker is back. That that's a, that's that's uh, an injection of of talent and he, that's that's good on the defensive side of the ball. You feel good having him come back, right? He's our leader. Yeah, he's the dude that everybody, you know, when they're out there on the field, they 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 get their energy from Buddha, and he can make some spectacular plays. I always say though, if your safety is making a whole bunch of plays, two things are happening: he's flying to the ball at the line of scrimmage, or he's making a lot of tackles in the secondary, which right. can be which can be bad. So you'd like our our front to be protecting him, and you you'd like to hear your safety safety's name when he's picking balls off and batting balls down, not making a whole bunch of tackles. But okay. you know he is the 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 spark for this team though. Now the other one is of course Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's off the injury list. He's pr- he practiced on Wednesday. Um, I, 
no no timetable on when he when he will play but does that I mean, it was going to happen at some point in time. What are your thoughts on that? Because is it? Do you, are you still concerned about the mental aspect of his coming back from injury? Absolutely. And what does he practice mean? Does it mean he was out on the field watching and maybe doing a couple drills and stuff like that? That's 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 nice. But when you're talking about practicing, that means he's out there and full go you know, making cuts, you know, preparing, you know, getting his stamina up and to possibly be playing because you know he's got that 21-day window. In the next 21 days, if they don't act fully activate him, I think he has to go back on the pup for the rest of the year. So he's got a small window here. I don't know about – I mean – I, that that's he's not coming off of a, an ankle high ankle sprain, Jay. This right. is a this is an ACL, and then you know they got to make the decision. You know, is he right now? Maybe they activate him and just don't use him for the next few weeks. But they're gonna have to make a decision, and I, I don't know. I just it just seems to me it's way too early. He messed that knee up at the end of the season. We're only in week seven of this one, and mentally, where is he at? Physically, where where is he at? The the strange thing, Jay, we haven't heard a word from Kyler Murray. We haven't heard nobody. I don't know whether they haven't been able to get a microphone in front of his face. But has any? I mean, look over in Green Bay. I'm not Green Bay. <laughs> look over in New York with the Jets. Yeah, uh, you know your boy Aaron Rodgers. He can't keep a camera a microphone out of his mouth. I mean, we're getting daily updates. We're getting hourly updates on him, and he's talking about possibly being back on we haven't heard yeah. a word not a single word from kyler murray to say this is where i'm at i'm excited i think i'm going to be playing in in two weeks or three weeks so we haven't heard a word so for us to speculate that's all it is, is speculation indeed indeed so we, of course we'll keep an eye on that so now let's go into how each team can win so how can the seahawks win this game and, they, and and as you're as you're saying this one thing that it seahawks their defense can be had a little bit there uh-huh. could be aberrations where right now they're averaging what they're the defense is giving up 21.6 points per game about that's about 18th uh, uh 18th in the league in terms of in terms of that 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 stat so but how can the seahawks win this game seahawks can win this game exactly i've, I've said it already run the ball establish that on the outside, you got these weapons, Metcalf. The, don't be afraid to throw one up. You know, we got uh, a receiver in Metcalf. You know, use him deep, you know, over the top, and you got Lockett. And Fant, they got all the weapons offensively. They run the ball, play action. They got that crowd behind them. They could be – this could be their get-right game offensively. Defensively, if they stop us from running the ball – and you put everything on Joshua Dobbs' shoulder with our lack of weapons on the outside and force him to have to drop back 35 to 40 times, this could be real ugly for us. So that's how they win the game. They run the ball, and then they stop us from running it, and that's the formula for them. And and that's as easy as cake, man. All right, so now let's flip it. How can the Cardinals win this game? You got a ball control, man. I don't know how you do it without Connor because he was the one who, you know, get us off on those first downs and it's long, sustained drives. Um, I don't know how we have to use – we have to be smart in this one. Don't expect Dobbs to – like I said, if he's back there throwing the ball 40 times, we're in trouble. This is a ball control game, you know – Three yards in a cloud of dust, maybe, however you got to do it, you know. But at the same time, you have to take some shots over the top. 
get Marquise Brown down the field. You know, he, Marquise Brown isn't a receiver that you, you know, if you're going to keep him, you don't utilize, he's not a dude you run over the middle of the field, right? This right. is a dude that you run, you know, some five, some nines, some sevens, uh, some streaks, you know, some, some dig, deep digs and stuff like that. We're not doing that. We got to utilize him um, down the field, you know, so take some shots, you know, run the ball, take some shots defensively. We just have to get it after. We got to stop them from running the ball if we don't and give them the ability to, you know, second and, and four and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden play action over the top goes Metcalf. We got to stop them from running the ball successfully and then maintain our composure on both sides of the ball in that crowd noise, man. Offensively, you got to be tight. No, cannot afford all these penalties that stop drives and and couldn't, you know, and 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 then extend drives on the other side. We have to be disciplined. Um, like I said, ball control. Uh, win this game ugly. This is not a game we're going to go up there and think we're going to, you know, like like we did with Dallas. You know, that was a fluke. We have to win this game as ugly as possible, and uh, you know. Is, that's just the, the, the plain fact. You know, we're not playing pretty football right now. We got to figure out a way to muck this one up somehow. Okay. So before I get your, your thoughts on who wins this game, last season, the, the Seahawks were 2-0 and against the Cardinals. And also, the Cardinals, in terms of the last, what, three games, they've lost by, an, by at least 14 points each of the last three games. So having said that, who do you think wins this game? And I'll, I'll go first as, as I'm sure you, you ready with the answer, but I think this might get ugly. I think it might get ugly. Uh, I'm, I would say, let's say 30, 35, 13. Okay. Cardinals lose. Okay. I'm thinking right around the same as you. We did not score a touchdown last week, which was discouraging. I think we do get in the end zone this one, but with a bunch of field goals to back it up. So I have the Cardinals scoring like 16, and I would say like 27 or 30 to 16. But I do see this one as being an ugly uh, blowout for us here. All right. So he is Ed Smith. I am Javon Adams. Again, we do this. Two times a week, Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays, we look back on the game that was. Thursdays, we look ahead to the upcoming week. Uh, so tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here. We do appreciate it. As always, we are presented by Bet Online, And as we always like to say around this time, are you good? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.